Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. So let's bring her out. A star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Miss Judy Gold. So, you go to college, you're in the um, Trapdoor Improv Group. I am Judy! <laughs> That's right, bitches. I'm so into this. You know, you're taking classes to be a teacher. And do you do any stand-up during that period of time, or is it mostly improv? I do uh, what would some somewhere be misconstrued as maybe my first set, which was sort of marketed as like a one-man show, but it was right. only like seven minutes. Right. And it was just me telling stories. Um, and I'm, I'm starting to dabble in writing, and I start really writing sketch around this time which I was getting very into. And I'm in the improv group and we're in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, which is here. And uh, mm -hmm. down in Detroit, there's another improv group that does Do a lot Detroit of- Detroit on your hand. Do your Detroit on your yeah. hand. So, so I go to school sees. here. I go to yes. school here. There's right. a group down here. They do sketch. And where, wait, where are you getting anonymous blowjobs? Oh, that. the whole thing. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> I see that they have a show. I drive home for the weekend to see the show. I love it. One of the comics comes off stage. I'm like, do you have auditions coming up? He's like, tomorrow. I'm like, do you have a slot? And he's like, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take it. I go, I audition. I get a call back. I get Wait. the call back. Yeah, go. Sorry. And I get asked to join the cast and I'm like, okay. This is crazy because I still am in school up here. Right, it's a right. two and a half hour drive. We have right. shows, shows in rehearsal every Sunday. I right. do it for a full year driving two and a half hours just to perfect the craft and get better and still performing up here too. And then I have to start my student teaching, which is called working for free. Right. And it's all about the hustle and I'm loving every fucking minute. Right. It was so exciting at that time. I just loved learning about comedy and watching and writing and right. performing. Right, isn't it and, amazing what oh you learn by watching? I mean, yes. first of all, I used to, do, I remember doing those trips, you know, to go to New York or I'd go to like Pennsylvania, whatever, just to get fucking five minutes on stage. People don't realize. I wanted to, the reason I cut you off before is like, do you remember that first laugh? That first, from when your stand-up. What, yeah. From your stand, like I am telling you, I heard my first laugh. It was like an out of body experience. It was it was literally the same feeling I had when I told some the first time I told someone I was gay. It was like, oh my god, one hundred percent. You're spot on with that. It was the same feeling. And and then what was it else? It was well. Now I want to do. I want to tell more right. people. I want right. to do it again. I want right. to do it again. I want more time. And it was just taking over my body. Like I need drugs, and right. I just couldn't stop. I was fully hooked. And I was right. at this time. I'm like what twenty one. Just 
like a friggin' sponge. And it's Michigan. So there's not a lot of slots. So I start getting like a couple corporates here and there. I'm fucking terrible. I'm driving four or five hours. Corporates are very horrible. Yeah. Especially at that time, because I'm so young, I can't relate to right. these people. Right. But but I'm still loving it. I'm bombing my dick off left and right, right. and loving it. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. Very important to bomb. People don't realize. Okay. So you graduate, you become a student teacher. Your teacher, mentor teacher, is like, I can't believe how great this kid is. Correct? Biggest, biggest coach. She let me go. She let me go. She's like, you want to, here's a story. We're learning about some pilgrim bullshit that you probably shouldn't teach anymore. Right. And I get this whole idea. We're going to, we're going to be them. We're going to dress it up. And she just looked at me. She's like, okay. Went to the fucking costume shop, got this pilgrim costume. I'm dressed up like looking like Shakespeare with this right. thing around my neck. And we team teach the shit together. And she's like, this kid's got to go. He's just going to take off. Right. And was one of the first times in my adult life that another adult was allowing me to be myself. But to be who you are. And you it know, was true to yourself. There's only a few. Yep. One teacher can save a student's life. Like, oh, that's it, what I don't think people realize. And we pay our teachers nothing. They pay for their own fucking supply. I mean, you know, my kids went to public school and it was constantly, we're doing fundraisers, we're doing comedy fundraisers, we're doing, you know, as much as we can to raise money for the classroom. It shouldn't be like that. It's really bad. There's something that I heard you say, you said, um, or it was a quote, that you say, I say all the things teachers think but can't say, right? All the time. And which made me think, you know, a great comedian and the greatest, the GOAT, Joan Rivers, said famously, I say everything everyone's thinking but too afraid to say. And it's like, you're a double whammy here. Yeah. You know, there's this universality thing in comedian and comedy. Like, you know, I always talk about my family, you know, like you could be from whatever background, but it's a uniter. Like people are like, oh, I get, you know, and everyone has a teacher. Everyone, you know, like when I came out as a gay parent, it was like I was talking about my family and people were like, oh, well, that's the same as, you know, but you have this relatability because everyone has a teacher or has been taught. Um, unless you're living in the fucking basement and your parents are fucking mental patients. Okay. So you start, you're doing both. Um, are you out to your parents at this time? Oh yeah. Yeah. I ended up coming out. Um, I came out to my mom when I was 14 and it was one of those situations like, well, we'll talk about this when you get a little bit older. So then I think I would officially come out my senior year right before graduation. So I'm out, I'm working out all during college and out during my student teaching. But the worst thing that's ever happened to me is when I started student teaching with the exception of Janice is who was my cooperating teacher was the first time. What's Janice's last name? Janice Wallace. No, not Jewish. Go. Well, (laughs) she could be because Mike Wallace was Jewish. All right, go ahead. She, uh, was the only person I was out to, but it was the first time in my life that I had to go back in the closet. Because as a teacher, even now, 
it is so taboo, mainly for gay men, men yes. to, to be a teacher, especially in elementary school. And I went right back in the closet. I didn't want anyone to know. I was fearful. And people, professionals in colleges, I'm getting my degree, are telling me, tone it down, are telling me, don't let anybody find so out. Horrible. Don't put any pictures on the what internet of this? you. What year is this? 2010, 11. Yeah. 10. That's fucking 10, 11 years ago, assholes. I know. And it's fucking just, ridiculous. I didn't come out in teaching probably for a good four or five years because I was just horrified. And I was so young, I had no seniority, I didn't have tenure, right. nothing like that. And then once I let it go, it was the dream. And I can't one of the one of the one of the best things about what I do is when gay men from all over the world write me these emails about, and I'm just being myself, Judy. I'm like right. myself. Any family member will tell you who you see in the streets is who you see on stage. Right. And they write me and they go, you doing this and you just being yourself gives me so much hope that it's right. okay for me to be a gay teacher. And I'm just like, I never meant, I never meant for who I am to be advocacy just by living, but it is right, so but it powerful. Is. Right. Representation. It, there's, you cannot underestimate the power of representation. And it's, um, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It is now, a great. When you get a sitcom about being a teacher. Which is in the process. I hope to fucking God we can make this happen. Uh, if you don't hire me as one of the fucking teachers or the principal or the guidance counselor or the school therapist, yeah. we're, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> Judy, okay? you're going to love this shit. I'll, I'll give you the deets in a, another okay, time. But this but show. I'm just, hello. <laughs> I will say my grandmother was born in 1896. She was a teacher. My um, aunt Joan, who was uh, born in 1929 and is still alive, teacher. My cousin Helene, teacher, her daughter. My cousin Marjorie, teacher. My father retired and went and did the thing he always dreamed of. And he was the professor. Teachers to me. I, I don't I don't even know what to say. If I if I talk to someone in the audience and I'm like, ah, oh, what do you do? And I fucking hate them. But then I say, well, I'm a teacher. That's it. I will not make fun of them. That's how fucking much. I <laughs> oh, man. Oh, um, man. I love um, that. So you're for for four or five years, mm -hmm. you are sort of forced to be in the closet. Yeah. And the people that that advised you. Mm -hmm. Do you think all of them were doing it in a caring, like, just watch out way or was they're a bit of, you know, uh, homophobia on their part. They're all except for one person. It was okay. uh, protection. It was all protection from a lot of people. It's one, one woman in particular l was my biggest advocate and was telling me these things so that I could continue doing what I was doing. And I trust right. that, but there was a couple macho straight administrators that were definitely oh, fuck you. I know, and you know it. they're just gay you know you, they're gay you want to hear how how it yeah. stopped yeah. how this how i really yeah. just became myself okay so i'm writing and around at this time i'm t i'm literally mining in the classroom and i'm taking these stories on the stage to do my sets okay so i go one night to do a set and i walk out on stage and there's a table of parents right there. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, 
I could do my normal shit, which is about being a teacher, being a gay teacher, your kids, or I could bomb, risk it, do something new right. and bomb. And I just do my normal shit. They waited after the show for me and loved it. We're of like, course. we loved it. We loved it. Well, then word started to get out. More parents started to come. Staff members found out I was a comic. They started to come. And then my principal came, the first boss I ever worked for. And she came to the show and didn't see her after. She came into my classroom, shut the door behind her the following Monday and said, you have a gift. And if you don't go for it, I'll be very disappointed. You did a very good job. And I was like, this is unbelievable. And when I realized too, that there are more people in your corner than not. And I allowed my brain to shift and just tell the truth. Well, you can't be free. You You can't can't be free. free. You can't, you can't achieve anything without the truth. And, and that what you said earlier about, I'm just saying what you're thinking. There is this detrimental thing in American education where teachers have to be what I call these Mary Poppins bitches, practically perfect in every way, where they just walk out in society and have to be somebody they're not. That's harmful to kids. You don't want the same teacher every single year. You need to know this person likes this and they do this. This person is life is like this. And that means this. And that is what will change the world. You know, exactly, exactly. And you know, my cousins and my aunt, my grandmother, you know, my cousin just retired a few years ago and she was like, you know, these are people that, you know, no one becomes a teacher because it's like, wow, the money's great. You know, it's, it's a, it's a career of love unless you're just like, I want summers off, but whatever. She said that, that the last few years with this core shit made her job so horrible. Like you, you know, this idea that you can't, you you know, you have, they have to pass this test and that is it. We're preparing you for a test. We're not teaching you. We're, we're getting you prepared so that, you know, we can stay employed and you can move on to the next grade. And it's, it's what's wrong with the educational system. 100, 100. And, and the fact that you have to, you have to buy your own fucking supplies. Can you believe it? It's nuts. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I was working three jobs my first my first couple of years as teaching. I would wake up. I was a spin instructor. Shocking. Oh God, you're shocking. So shocking. I and, I, and I was on this bike to these like suburban wives. I was just like, yeah. yes, bitch, get that fucking yeah. titties. Like it was great. Right. So did that. Would go home, shower, go teach all day, shower, do a set, do it again. Right. Be, to survive. Because I put, couldn't put gas in right, my car. Right, 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 right. Literally. Hey, everyone. You know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids, and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity. And eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality. And they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. 
They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, Keto, I Just Did Chef's Choice, 60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me. I never lie. Factor is amazing. You're going to head to Factor Meals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero. Okay? Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D five zero, Judy Gold 50, to get... 50% off. That's code JudyGold50 at factormeals.com slash JudyGold50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. I love that you say, and this is another really important point I think we need to discuss at length, breaking the rules. Oh, yeah. You know, I am a rule breaker. Um, Elisa, my lover, is is like, what are you doing? And I'm like, no, it's not right. It's not fair. No. As a teacher, you were a kindergarten teacher who taught fifth grade. You've also advocated for teachers teaching other grades than what they do, uh, which I also think is great. Damn, Judy. Look at you, baby. You just went, you go in. I love this. I go in, baby. I go in. (laughs) You go in. But I agree with that. I mean, like to teach the same grade for 30 years. No, you're going to be a better teacher if you go teach another grade and then another grade and then come back, you know. Mm-hmm. So can we talk about rules and bending the rules and how to teach kids how to correctly bend the rules? There is so much tape, red tape around everything in education with what you can legally do. Super difficult when you get into the realm of special education. I had a student who needed these services, right? Now, she needed them now. And there was so much data collection, report writing, paper to get the services that she need. And I was told, oh, she'll get these by next year. And I was like, fuck no. She'll get them fucking now because that's a year that she's going to fall further behind before she gets what she needs. So I bent the rules and there was, it wasn't written up. It wasn't formally in the plan, but I got everything she needed and just did it. And you know how many teachers don't do that because they're scared of losing their job, being reprimanded, being fired. But if it's in the name of betterment, especially betterment for a child, 
bend it. Like, come on. Like, you got to do what you know is right. the right It's right. Thing. It's right. Right. Yeah. So you advocate for bending the rules when it is obviously the right thing to do. And the rule yeah. is bullshit. It's like, but how do you teach? You know, like, that's the thing. It's like, my kids know I'm a rule breaker. And now they're both rule breakers because they're like, oh, I don't have to do this. I shouldn't be standing online. This is wrong. That person should be blah, blah. You know, and they're like, yep. and, and now I'm like, oh, I did that. Oh, shit. I did that. You know, <laughs> do I have to talk about your relationship? I mean, you we whatever can. You want. Whatever you I want. I mean, I know that I know he works at Amazon, but um, I mean, he works. Uh, he loves Amazons. <laughs> That's totally fine. You can put it out there, but I don't. So I am mind blown because what happened was, is as I started to kind of like climb yeah. a little bit, he had an employee who followed, who's a fan of mine. And we went right. on a couple's trip and they were like, you were in his, are you guys? And he's like, yeah. So now I barely put him on. I mean, I talk but about him. Why like do you, I, I, I wondered why... You kept it a secret. Or- oh, I, I, at the time, it, it was never, he was on, he used to be on a lot. And right. that's when people were making the connection. But he's, uh, he's, he's pretty high up there. Right. You know, well, and I, I can don't- tell by that staircase. Um, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I just, the, the biggest thing too is our jobs could not be any more different. And right. Super Very res- important. Very biggest, important. Biggest fan, biggest supporter. He, so many people when I'm out on the road, they're like, oh, and your partner's just like, okay, with you being gone for weeks. And we are like thicker than thieves. And respect, it. people's mindset blows my mind. But so it's, it's so like, funny. That is the equivalent of you're not a real comedian if you have to work during the day. Like, oh, you're allowed to leave your, yes. And if I didn't leave, we wouldn't be together. Because right. who the fuck wants to fucking be with someone 24 fucking seven, you right. asshole. Right, right. Right. Of having your own life and then coming and having your together life. And we are so good at it. So the right. biggest thing is, too, is it's like we're just separating it because as a comic, so much of your life is out there. And I what we're doing is working for me. So whenever people come at me, they're like, he needs to be on more. He needs to. I'm like, he needs to do his up. life and I'm going to do mine. And this is my life. You came to here to see yeah. me talk about this shit. So what do you want with that? But as and you know, Joseph Bernard. It's all about them. It's all about them. It's always all about them. And here's the other thing. Have you seen a picture of him? I'll show you a picture of him. He's yeah, let me like see. smoking hot. Let me so see. I, whenever I put him on there, people are like, like, where is he? What's he going to do? Like, what's going on? Oh, shut the fuck up. People have, oh, he's so cute. Have you watched Ted Lasso? No, I have to watch it. Yes, I know, but I've been he, traveling. He he's looks a like a bit. character, Roy Kent. If anyone's seen him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I just love him. He's great. Um, You gotta, I'm telling you now, as an old, wise, lesbian comedian, you have to have balance. You have to nurture that relationship. And show business is so fleeting. And people will be like, oh, my God, you're so great. And then the next day, it's like, what's your name? Like, you do not believe any of the shit. Remain who you are. Don't ever let anyone take who you are away from you. I'm telling you, you have to do that because you can't believe the bullshit. You're, you're a real person. Okay. Next. You in 2017 do oh, yeah. this 
which was the thing about the video that, that went viral, okay, is that you do this fake spelling bee test, but your commitment to the words and, you know, you hear the kids in the back, if you haven't seen and like 80 billion people have seen it, but I watched it a few times and it was just like, you're like, nope. And then it has that. And just the commitment you never broke. That is what is so fucking great about that video. <laughs> Thanks. And that also that you knew that one of the kids was like, okay. And, and kept the secret and he kept did. the secret for you. So you do this video. I'm going to be completely brutally honest with you. Hit me. As an old person. Okay. You don't have to nod. Seriously. You just went like that. <laughs> you just fucking agreed. Okay. As an older elderly comedian, we didn't have the opportunity to have a viral video. Mm. We had to write. We had to get on stage in person for auditions. Yeah. In per- you auditioned for SNL in person, you know, and if you're fucking the guy went on you before you bombed too fucking bad, you had, you know, your six minutes and that was it. And they were in the audience. That was it. You had one shot, you know, coming from that and then seeing like, oh, this person has a viral video. You're different because you were already doing working on your craft and you were already doing this. But there are people who do viral videos and then get booked at clubs to do an hour and to, and have 10 minutes. And then right. people leave there going, oh, I don't want to go see stand-up again, you know? So you do this video. It's fucking hilarious. How fast did it blow up? Like oh, overnight. You're Joe Bernard Dombrowski, Joseph Bernard Dombrowski. You do this video and you think nothing, right? Mm-hmm. 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 Truly. I, then, I, I, I wouldn't yeah. say I thought nothing. I definitely kind of knew it had potential. Right. I just didn't know it was because, and here's the proof behind that is I was still in this teacher mindset of like, oh, be careful what you put on the internet. And I made a very conscious decision to switch the setting on that video to public right when I posted it. So I kind of was like, this could, this is good. good. This is good. Yeah. Yeah. And then it went, which. So you wake up the next morning. Yeah. Is that when you realized? No, I realized it when I was out to dinner that night with a girlfriend of mine and my phone was just like this, like not stopping. And I was like, this is crazy. This is weird. And then another friend of mine called from Tennessee and I'm in Michigan. She's like, you are on the news. You're on my TV right now. They're playing your video and talking about it. I'm like, okay, this is going to go crazy. Then my phone wouldn't stop to the point where it died because it was just continuing going. I'm like, this is wild. Then I woke up the next morning and it was almost at 20 million. I was like, this. What? I was like, this is something. This is something for sure. And your husband, mm-hmm. was he like? Not, not real. He, he does not get starstruck. He does not get hyper. That's perfect. Yet, I mean, isn't so he it? Kept oh my you, God, I know. Yeah. He kept you grounded. Like we'll the meet, grounding we'll is We'll meet so people. Important. He doesn't give a fuck. He's like, right. whatever. Yeah, yeah so I know. He's like, That's, Elisa's like that too. It's yeah. the best. Um, right, because so she's, like, oh, she's cool. not in the business. The, only, the bad part of that is like when you have to explain, it's like I, we've been together 14 and a half years and I still have to explain. First of all, it's not 
a fucking tryout. It's an audition. Okay. I'm not going on the cheerleading squad. Okay. It's not called a tryout. Fucking yeah. annoying. Anyway, but yeah, when they, and they don't get it and you're like, Oh, and I got this. And, and then you're like, Oh, why did I even bring this up? I mean, but so it's the next day. And do you go to work? Mm-hmm. And that is when it started to get dicey. So my boss runs into my room and he's like, just so you know, like the district owns this video. Like you don't own this video. And I was like, that's bullshit. Because it was taken because it was taken at the school. In in the school. And I was like, And they, these are true. fifth graders, right? That you these, did are, the these are fourth graders. Fourth graders, sorry. Right. Fourth graders. Um, Shit. I but I had done my research and I knew that parent side media release forms from the school. I know I didn't put their faces on it. So I'm like pretty sure that I'm covered. And then the district started to get like wild when press was reaching out and like what press wanted to come to school and film at school. And they start getting very uncomfortable with it. And meanwhile, I know in my head, I'm like, say yes to everything. So things right. are coming on and I'm like, I, but are you anxious? Are you anxious during this No, period? I'm excited. I'm not anxious. Okay, I'm, I'm very excited. Not now, Jewish. Not Jewish. <laughs> so, then, <laughs> so then are we going to talk about the big one that came from this? Well, yeah, go. So then, so then Ellen calls to go on the show right. and I'm talking to the superintendent and he decides that I'm not going to go and tells me you're not going on Ellen. And I, and is it Andy who called you? Andy. Oh Andy no, it wasn't Andy. It, it wasn't Andy. Um, you know, I worked with Andy at, at you did work yeah. with Andy. Yeah. yeah. He was so kind to me on the yeah. show. It was amazing, but it wasn't Andy. And they tell the school district tells me I'm not going to go on the show. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Hang up the phone, call Ellen back. I'm fucking coming. Right. I'm like, I'm doing this is my time to tell you, you can't. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I get the opportunity. And from that moment, my life has never been the same. It was unbelievable. And that does not happen. And people don't realize you are an exception that it used to be like that in like the fifties and sixties, you do a, you know, but you are fucking, there's some guardian angel up there. I'm telling you. So you do Ellen. You were great on Ellen. Very comfortable. What happens after? So after here's, a little, here's a little inside tea. So they very blatantly tell me we're painting you as wholesome teacher. We know you do comedy. We're not talking about comedy. Right, right, of course. And, that, and then they go, you know, Ellen's very busy if she doesn't make time for you don't worry about it. She's not being rude. This She's working. And I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I got it. I go on, I meet her, we're filming. It cuts to a commercial and she turns to me and she goes, so you do comedy? And I was like, am I, can I talk about this? <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. yes, I do. And she goes, well, I, I just want to let you know, I think you're very funny. Um, and I was like, well, thank you. And she goes, no, I don't think you get it. You're very funny. You need to do something with that. And then boom, cameras go back on. But it lit this fire under my ass because I probably had a good, you know, 35 at this time. And I'm like, I can round this out. I can make this 45 to 50. And then I have an hour. And I think if this works, I can tour with it. And then by the time I went back again, I was ready and I jumped and just was like, boom, cold calling clubs all over the country. Like, hey, will you take me? many of which were saying no because they thought like you. I was like this viral person who had right, no, right, right. no like stand on. The first person to give me a huge break outside of Michigan was Lewis. Lewis, yeah. He knows. He, he gave me two nights. 
he was like, I'll vouch for you at any club you want to work at. You tell him to call me. And then it just opened the doors. And then after yeah. that, I, all, all the clubs were like, yep, come on in, come on in, do it, do it. Cause Lou told them he is a comic. Yeah. And you also have to keep writing. You know that you have to oh, keep writing. Always. You cannot. Okay. You have such a good work ethic and I love that. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So you quit teaching. How much do you miss it? So, okay. It, it's been a gradual drop. Journey. Yeah. I, I stopped teaching to go. I did a little tour in Australia and Canada, which was amazing. So I took that year off, but was still going in to uh, sub for the teachers right, right, right. in that school when I had time. So I still worked there and I was guaranteed my job back after this. Well, then the pandemic happened right? and I, I had nothing. And I'm right. sitting here, haven't been in the classroom, don't have a teaching job. And I just realized I'm like, I'm, I don't have my stage and I don't have a Yeah, classroom. I mean, it's like everything just stops. Just done. And I'm like, well, you're not going to get a stage back right now. And then this was like divine intervention. A kindergarten position opened up like right by my house. And I just on a whim put in for it and got it for the rest of the year because they, they, what they did is they made classes smaller for COVID. So they needed another section of kindergarten and I took it and it was my favorite year of teaching my entire career. And also your material about being kindergarten is, yeah. Um, What did the principal say or superintendent after you did Ellen? back in Michigan, after I did Ellen, I didn't really hear from them. They didn't really talk to me about it. There was no, there was no thank you. There was none of that. And then um, I got asked to go back on again. They advised me again not to do it. And I took it. And I was just like, I'm not, I'm not putting my fate in your hands. Right, right. Fucking assholes. You had COVID. Wild experience wild it's vaccinated and covid and when did this happen and how do you feel and what was it like it happened it was one of the first cities of this summer tour that i i guess i'm still on and it shook me to my core so the next day 18 shows canceled and rescheduled and this thing that i love more than anything is just ripped out from underneath me and it changed my perspective on Truly, this is dramatic sounding. Changed my perspective on life. Anything can be gone at any moment. Right, right. And I just truly walk the world as a more careful person from that experience. And on top of that, my experience with COVID was very bad. I did it. I was out. I was done, which made me think as well. Had I not been vaccinated, I may have been one oh. of those younger people who was in the hospital, <gasps> which scared the shit out of me. How long so, were you sick? I was sick for about. Nine days total. And it was miserable. It was miserable. And and then my tour manager, who I'm touring with, also gets COVID. And he's got a sniffly nose for like a day. 
You never know, know how isn't this that thing crazy? Works. Yeah, it was just it was it shook me to my core. And and then I after that I I changed my entire structure of my show. No more meet and greets. Yeah, it's just you different can't now. Do that. Yeah. I'm not risking it for anybody or for right. me. Right. And I double mask on the plane. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. And I'm like get away from me. Yeah, it's not um, worth it. And my breath. Ugh. I'm on a plane for six hours and then I take that fucking mask off. It's just like your mouth and, your, and the snot. And the wet mask, especially wet on my ah. beard. I'm like, oh, just get me in the shower. Um, <laughs> I love you. You're so great. I, when, can I, when can we hang? Are you going to be in New York or anything? Yeah, I am going to be in New York. I'm supposed to be in New York. Um, in early December, if it goes through, and then I'm definitely going to have some shows in early 22. I would love to. We are out. so fucking hanging out, and I'm we're t- we're sexting. Um, Consider it done. <laughs> I had to ask you one more question. Yeah, yeah. Worst thing a parent has ever said to you. I had a parent one time at parent teacher conferences. They didn't like what I was saying about their kid, so she looked at me and she said, I don't think you understand. I pay my bills. So tech, I, so I pay my taxes. So technically you work for me. Oh, fuck you. You cunt. Judy, you don't fuck with a comedian. You don't fuck with a gay comedian right. and you don't fuck right. with a gay teacher from Detroit. So I turned to her and I said, Oh, that's funny. I pay my taxes too. So technically I'm self-employed. Please leave my office. Good. I don't, I, you, I, you, these teachers too feel like they have to take everything that now, these parents unleash on you. You're a person. Have Don't. you, have you ever had, I mean, I know the answer to this, a kid who you fucking hated so much in the class every year and you had to fucking deal with that. Like every fucking year, they tell you that you gotta be, that you gotta like them all. You don't gotta like right. them. All. Okay. 30 strangers get put in front of you. You're not right. going to like them right, all. Right. So they just got to think you do. That's the only thing. Make them think that you do. It's acting. It's just acting. Right. But every year, I had one kid too. Just every time I'd see her with this, let's oh, cry, squeaky voice. I'm like, listen, bitch. Like, I can't fucking do it with you right now. <laughs> and what I would do is I would write a note and it would just say help. And I would fold it. And I go, can you go take this to Mrs. The farthest teacher away. Right. And we had this relationship where she, oh she would God. go down. She'd open the note and be like, oh, What's Mr. D needs some blocks? Would you go get him a bin full of blocks? Oh give her God, 10 minutes to collect it. Do it. Give me a break. Give her a break. She's got to walk all the way back down with something heavy. Gives her hands something to do. She comes back. Right. Shut the fuck up. Let's get the rest of the day done. It's so awful. And then the parent-teacher conferences where you're like, the parents <sighs> thinks their kid is so fucking brilliant. And you're like, mm-hmm. your kid's a fucking asshole. Which is, okay, and here's the thing too. A lot of teachers sugarcoat with these parents. The only, right. To me, the only thing sugarcoating does is give cavities. So I'm right. going to tell you like it is. It's going to hurt, but you got to hear it. So that's how we're going to do business here, you know? And did, did, that, did you ever have a parent cry in a parent-teacher conference? All the time. It's like oh their my therapy. God. They just let it all out. They let every, they tell you who they're fucking. I'm like, I don't, I don't <laughs> care or need to know. They tell you everything. I'm like, can we get back to like why your kid can't add? Maybe. How about that? <laughs> I love that? And then they come to you and then they come to you and they're like, uh, I'm very disappointed that you didn't send a note home for hat day. They were the only student without a hat. I'm like, oh, okay, God. but let's Shut talk about why they haven't had their homework turned in in seven months. Let's right. talk about that. Where are your priorities, bitch? And also, I, you know what I'm sick of, you know, as a gay parent? Um, I advocated in New York state thank, or city for them to have guardian and guardian, parent, guardian, parent, guardian on all the forms. 
thank you to Christine Quinn, who was speaker of the New York City Council. That, but what do you do when like the parents dead and it's like Father's Day or like, you know, the same sex parent? Like, do you do all that shit in the Mother's Day, Father's Day? Well, Father's Day, yeah. Or like, and like, I fucking hated Valentine's Day. Like, no. It's weird. Valentine's Day is weird, yeah, especially like, in no. elementary school. It yeah, is weird. I know. Now there's two, there's two ways that I think about this. And the one thing that I think about, especially like Mother's Day and Father's Day, is that that's hard for a kid who doesn't right. have a mother or a father. But also I do feel like that they, to grow, they need to go through that. Like to, right. to it's always going to happen. Right. But we did always, I would always make some sort of special something. Like I had, it was, it was father's day. I had a student whose parent that year overdosed and died and he was in foster. It was just messy. Right. But he had been very, very close with the PE teacher since kindergarten. So I asked the PE teacher if they could use their prep time to come uh, be, and uh, then we made it happen. So it, he did, he wasn't alone because right. as the teacher, I have to be there for everybody. I couldn't right, give him right. my undivided and I knew he would have felt the difference. So, and here's the thing, that's another bending the rules. Right. Those, and those little times that you do that, that makes a difference in a kid's entire life and they might not even it realize it for mother 20 years figure day and father figure day oh my gosh it. you know what i never ever thought i always knew that something needed to change but i never right. realized the word figure after it makes yeah. a huge difference that is so true i love that oh I joseph that. bernard I, I love that i love that uh, that's why i have to be on your show um okay done I'm seeing the principle. I mean, based off of your librarian performance in North and Queens, it's very principle. I know. I know. Really? I am principle. Get the fuck out of my office. You're not doing the Ellen show. Anyway, um, I always ask my podcast guests two questions, um, even though I could talk to you for another hour and a half. And we are so getting together when you're here. Done, done. My hair's gotten worse during this interview. First question is, what do you do for your mental health? We're very pro mental health. I'm on antidepressants. I have to exercise all the time to get the endorphins or I want to kill myself. Yes, I said I want to kill myself. Um, but what do you do for your mental health? We are very pro trips. So we both have very stressful jobs. So we carve out time on the calendar and we leave and we turn our shit off and we just enjoy each other and we do absolutely fucking nothing. We'll go to Hawaii for a full week and we'll just lay and do nothing. And nothing happens. Nothing Nothing happens. happens. You come back and it's the same shit. That's what people don't realize. Yeah. You, you leave and they're still there. Okay. That's what I do. Okay. Do you hate Uh, it? No, I love it. I want to do that. I'm telling Elisa because we have to do that. Number two, Mm -hmm. this is number two. You know, the podcast is called Kill Me Now because as I mentioned earlier uh, in part one, that I say kill me now all the time because everything gets on my fucking nerves. What makes you so fucking crazy angry that you fucking like makes your head, your boil? There's no reason for this. I love it. Go ahead. There's absolutely no reason for this. Judy, why the fuck are people having their bridal party, their their honeymoons, their weddings, their their um, bachelor and bachelorette parties at fucking Disney World? Why? Why at Disney World? That is mind blowing. You're walking around with the ears, with the veil attached to it. Right. I cannot fucking do it. I need you to disconnect <laughs> from this for a goddamn second. 
This is the magic kingdom. Get right. your ass to the strip club in Atlanta. I uh, can't. <laughs> I can't do it. I cannot. And every time I see and it, it Morgan's like, everything. shut up. Yeah, Morgan's like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. I'm like, I right. have to say it. I have to do it. It does. It ruins everything. It's like all about, it's like when bridal parties come to a fucking comedy show and you're like, it's not about you. These other people came to hear me. It's not about your fucking getting married, you fucking asshole. Exactly. And it's just so expensive. You could have right. taken that money and went to a visa. Yeah. And you said token and you're a fucking teacher. Okay. <laughs> and a goddamn person. God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, Joseph Bernard, you are the best. Can we, can we please exchange numbers? I'm not kidding. Yeah. I'm going to text you right after this. Um, you are the best. I cannot wait to meet you in person. Your parents did an excellent job. Keep fighting the fight and know that you're here for something bigger than you got to fucking, you're just great. I love you. I that love you. I'm so lot. glad for your success. And like, I love that you're a voice for teachers and don't ever let another comic fucking make you feel like shit or a straight person make you feel like shit. You are fucking great. Yes. Fuck everyone. Thank you for having me. It was amazing finally oh. meeting you. Oh, you're the best. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to part two of Kill Me Now with the one and only Joe Dombrowski. Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel, edited by Colin Schmeling. This podcast and my life would not be possible without the help of Brittany Jo Sowards. I really love talking to Joe and I love teachers and I love that he's gay and I love that he loves what he does. So if you're anywhere near where he's performing, go see him. He's helping the world and making it a better place. And so is my show, Kill Me Now, which um, if you like the show, Please tell your friends. I need more subscribers. I need more subscribers because I'm losing money. Um, And I do this as because I love it. I love people's stories and I feel like spreading people's stories and talking to them helps other people. And even though I sound like the most miserable fuck all the time, I love everyone, even though I say I hate everyone. So tell your friends about the show. Subscribe. Leave a five-star review like, you know, like if I was a good Uber driver even though I have the ter- I have a terrible review on Uber. I think people don't get my sarcasm. Anyway, go to my website, judygold.com. You can buy my book. Yes, I can say that when they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble, which is a fantastic book, especially now with what's going on with Chappelle and cancel culture and all that shit. Also, if you are in Florida, I will be at the Meisner, Misner, Moosner, Mosner Cultural Center in Boca, Boca Town, on November 6th. If you are in Westchester, okay, I'll be at Jackie B's uh, at 8.30 p.m. on Saturday, October 23rd. If you're still listening, I love you more than anything ever that existed. Um, I can't thank you enough for supporting this podcast and for keeping it on while I just talk to myself at the end. Wishing you all a lovely autumn. This climate change is freaking me the fuck out. So come see me perform live. I love you all. Thank you so much. And as we always say, so long. And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long.